Welcome to Hope Stream FM Weekly Bible Study Review. My name is Pastor Solomon Odiyebuchi Okono. The topic of this week's lesson is Free to Rest. The key text is from Psalm 27 verse 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Shall we pray? Dear Heavenly Father, it's time to study your word again. Grant us your Holy Spirit, Father. Lead us into a full understanding of your word. And bless us in the end. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. During his earthly ministry, Jesus encountered a lot of sick people, some of whom were terminally ill. Jesus healed the diseases of all kinds of people who came from various backgrounds. Sometimes he spoke healing to the sick. At other times he healed the sick by physically touching them. All who came to him in need of healing were miraculously healed. Jesus healed even the worst cases of leprosy and blindness, including those whose sicknesses were considered incurable. No sickness was beyond the power of Jesus. What happens in our Christian work? When our prayers for healing are not answered, how do we find rest then? This week, we will look at two different examples of healing. In one case, there were visible symptoms. In the other case, there were no visible symptoms. But in both cases, healing came in God's time and in God's way. Healing rests. If there's ever a time we need physical rest, it is when we are sick. Physical rest helps our immune system to function optimally. But beyond physical rest, we also need mental and psychological rest. Sometimes when we are sick, all we may need may be simple relaxation of mind and body. Sometimes when the sickness is life-threatening, we stay awake all night wondering what went wrong. Could it be our mistake? Maybe a lifestyle we adopted? Maybe the drugs we took years back? Or could it be God punishing us for some secret sins we committed in the past? In Mark 2 verses 1 to 4, we encounter the story of the paralytic who had been paralyzed but had no one to help him. When it was announced that Jesus was in Capernaum, friends of this paralytic carried him and brought him unto Jesus. But they discovered they could not get their way through to Jesus because of the crowd. Determined, these friends bore through the roof and let the palsy down before Jesus. Like many others, the palsy became a beneficiary of the healing grace of God. Before the healing, this man experienced shame and humiliation due to his state. Perhaps, what was more shameful and humiliating was the fact that everyone believed he was a reason for his calamity. The diagnosis of the medical and religious experts of his time was straight. He had brought the calamity upon himself because of his sins. This is similar to what happens today. Whatever happens to us, someone must be responsible for it. Whether it's an accident, a sickness, or a misfortune, Someone has to be blamed for it. But blames never bring healing and wholeness. Rather, blames worsen the state of the sick. 
God's original plan did not include pain, disease, and suffering. Sickness came as a result of sin. Although God has given us guidelines to prolong our life and enjoy good health, but no matter how diligent we follow those guidelines, health cannot be guaranteed as long as we are in this sinful world. But the good news is that no matter our state of health, God can still give us temporary rest now and eternal rest when Jesus returns. Root Treatment Mark 2 verse 9 Which is easier to say to the sick of a palsy, Your sins are forgiven you, or rise up and take your bed and walk? We are often tempted to believe that to treat a disease is to treat the symptoms. But we see in the case of the paralytic that Jesus' approach to healing was radically different. Jesus knows that symptoms only reveal that there is a disease, but symptoms are not the disease. In the case of the paralytic, Jesus went straight to deal with the issue of separation and guilt, which the man was battling with more than even the sickness. He dealt with this issue by first offering forgiveness to the man. This was shocking to the religious leaders, but Jesus reading their minds posed the question, which is easier to say to the sick of the palsy, your sins are forgiven you, or rise up and take your bed and walk? In the work of restoration, forgiveness precedes everything else. This was why Jesus gave his own life for our forgiveness. After forgiveness, everything else is secondary. God wants to bring us healing from the inside. Then he can choose to bring us immediate physical healing or wait until the resurrection when our bodies will be changed and made to put on immortality. Either way, God wants us to experience his rest. How can we find rest and peace even when our prayers for healing are not answered, at least for now? Please discuss your answer with someone. Running away. First Kings 19 verse 4 But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a juniper tree and he requested for himself that he might die and said, It is enough. Now, O Lord, take my life for I am not better than my father's. Data from World Health Organization, WHO, reveal that most illnesses affecting more than 300 million people each year have no obvious visible symptoms. One of such illnesses is depression. Depression is one of the leading causes of disability worldwide. Unfortunately, depression is not spoken about in most Christian gatherings because it can be seen as a sign of faithlessness. Since Christians are expected to be filled with joy and hope, those who are depressed are often seen as not having right relationship with God. In reality, however, this is not true. Even faithful Christians can at times struggle with depression, especially after a traumatic event. As we read the Bible book of Psalm, we see in the life of David that depression is not a sign of lack of faith or trust in God, but a sign that God's people, like all others, also suffer. Depression comes in various forms and can be draining, 
we see in the life and experience of God's prophet Elijah that depression can be both emotionally and physically draining. Elijah had just demonstrated the power of God before the worshippers of Baal, which culminated in the killing of the prophets of Baal. But the ensuing death sentence pronounced by Jezebel drove Elijah into depression. One would wonder why a mighty prophet of God like Elijah, who had just been used by God, would not trust God absolutely, but would slip into depression. This only tells us that no one is immune to depression. Too tired to run. 1 Kings 18.36 And it came to pass at the evening sacrifice, that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known this day that you are God in Israel, and that I am your servant, and that I have done all these things at your word. In 1 Kings 18, 36-37, Prophet Isaiah prayed one of the most powerful prayers ever recorded in the Bible. Surprisingly, in 1 Kings 19, verse 4, we see how the same Elijah prayed another prayer that could pass as one of the most disappointing and faithless prayers in the Bible. This second prayer reveals to us that anyone, no matter how faithful, can be a victim of despair and depression. But more, it reveals that Elijah understood what he really was, who he was also, a man who was as weak and fallible as his father's. This painful revelation shows that, like Elijah, we too are not immune to depression. We are mere humans who, no matter how strong we become in faith, will sometimes be overwhelmed by burdens of physical and emotional issues. But the good news is that, as God never forgot Elijah, so will he not forget those who trust in him. Ellen White wrote on page 97 of Steps to Christ, that God's hand is always upon his people in love and pitying tenderness. Perhaps the greatest good news is that Jesus had already paid a price for us by his sacrifice on Calvary. And by this sacrifice, we have been accounted overcomers. What hope do you find in the fact that God will never forsake you? Rest and more. 1 Kings 19 verse 5. And as he lay and slept under the juniper tree, behold, an angel touched him and said to him, Arise and eat. God knew that all the running made Elijah physically tired, but he knew that the prophet was emotionally tired as he was physically. He knew that the prophet was battling with guilt as well. So he did to him what was done to the paralytic in our previous lesson. God caused him to fall asleep and then sent an angel to him. This experience was both reassuring and invigorating. In this account, the angel said to Elijah for a second time, Arise and eat, for your journey is great. We see here that God understands our ordeal and our journey more than we do. He cares for us when we are depressed, and if we trust him, healing will come. All he wants from us is that we listen to him because he speaks to us when we need to hear him. Like he did to Elijah, he provides energy when we need it most. While Elijah lay under the tree wishing to die, 
God came right in time. He knew that there were better days ahead of Elijah. He knew that this discouraged prophet will bounce back and again call down fire from heaven, as we see in 2 Kings 1 verse 10. The same prophet who wished himself death under the tree ended his earthly ministry with a chariot ride to heaven. Are you pressed about by troubles of this life? Have you experienced losses, disappointments, discouragements, shame or humiliation? Are you wishing to die? Learn from Elijah's experience that God will always be there for you and that there are better days ahead. In conclusion, although we may experience sickness, pain and loss here on earth, trusting on the promises of God brings temporary hope and rest now an eternal rest in the world to come. Even faithful Christians get depressed, but God has promised to provide the energy we need today and the blessing for better days in future. Let me pray with you. Thank you, our gracious and ever-loving Father, for granting us rest and healing on Calvary. Thank you for your ever-abiding presence. Teach us how to rest upon your promises. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. For questions, contributions, and prayers, you can reach me on WhatsApp through plus 234-903-789-1680. Or you can send an email to summary at gmail.com. You can also connect with me on my podcast, Hopestream FM, on anchor at anchor.fm slash hopestream stream. Hopestream FM is also available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. I also invite you to study the Bible with me on radio this Sunday at Treasure98.5 FM by 6.15 AM. God bless you.